You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this... Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday, brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. Excited for our guest today, and it is Bill Connolly, our good friend, ESPN college football writer, professional nerd, the man behind the SP Plus model, and his latest piece is right in line what we've been having to do the entire time because we had to apologize to Bo Nix multiple times early in the season. His latest piece is 10 Things I Got Wrong This Season from Bo Nix's Rise uh, to Oklahoma. First off, Bill, good morning to you. Welcome to the club. Are you talking down a tube pipe? It sounds like it right now. Yeah, it does sound like it. Uh, how, how did the apology to Bo Nix go? Because we've had to do that many times this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it, every week he completes 75, 80% of his passes um, with, you know, and granted, he had a behind the head fourth down pass the other <laughs> he day. So he's still got a little Bo Nix in it. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's just kind of incredible the control he's playing with and the control that the Oregon offense is playing with at the moment. And, and you know, it's been that way since the first game. That, you know, even the Georgia blowout, uh, obviously, it was awful in many different ways. But they moved the ball efficiently. By far the best success rate that anybody's had on Georgia this year. They they hit a brick wall at about the Georgia 35-40 yard line every single drive. Mm-hmm. But they consistently moved the ball. And then when they started playing mortal defenses, they absolutely torched them. So it's been it's been amazing. I mean, I we, we saw a lot of him at Auburn, um, and it really was he kind of he seemed to trust his mobility and his you know, on-the-fly decision-making more than he should have, and he ran into trouble as much as he made plays, and I just didn't really see him as the answer. Uh, he, he has new system, new teammates, new everything, and it worked out beautifully for him. Yeah, Bill, thanks for the reminder about that behind-the-back pass, too. I'd forgotten <laughs> about that play. On a fourth down, this yeah. guy just throws the ball, no look over his shoulder. Let ah, me... what the hell? <laughs> yeah, there was nobody open. <laughs> Let me ask you a two-parter on that. One, what are you seeing specifically with Bo? That stands out because, as he mentioned, I mean, we've apologized publicly. I, I know you wrote it in your piece. I'm just curious what you've seen from Bo that's really sticking out for you that's different. And kind of on that, Kenny Dillingham. I, I mean, this was a dude, Bill, yeah. coming in. He's 32 years old. Nobody knows what he's going to be as a play caller. There's people that are uneasy about it. People are confident about it. Nobody knows how to fe- how to feel. It looks like one of the best offenses in all of college football. I'm not off on that, am I? Oh no! I mean, they're they're fourth in offensive SP plus right now, and they're and and I say that with the caveat of they've overachieved projections like six of the last eight games or seven of the no 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 sorry like eight straight games they've mm-hmm. at least slightly overachieved their uh, 
SP Plus projections. So basically they're fourth, and that's probably not high enough. It hasn't caught up to how good they are yet. Um, so that's – I mean, we, Dylan, he has a nice, you know, pedigree. He, it seemed like he could become a very good offensive coordinator, but, you know, his recent record was at least a little mixed, and it was just kind of hard to tell what, what he was going to be capable of and, and when he was going to be capable of it. So, um, yeah, the fact that this has come, all, come together so quickly – you know, I think the biggest thing with, with Nick's is, you know, he was never bad at Auburn. He just had like two or three times a game. He would just make a decision that just kind of baffled you. And he had one that, that I think it was the first pick against Georgia mm-hmm. uh, where he just doesn't read the safety at all. Safety just has the easiest interception of his life. Um, it was things like that. And so you watch that game, and even though the success rates were good, you're like, yep, that's Bo Nix. Uh, but he really had the control he's played with the the – fast decision making he's he's uh played with so far he's not improvising as much he can still do it uh but he's just the control is just something i didn't expect to see and it's been uh really really fun watching the oregon offense this year yeah it's, it's it feels like oregon offensive old there's no doubt about that bill connelly our guest sp plus espn at espn underscore uh bill c on twitter go give him a follow so i looking at this matchup real quick bill last one for me on oregon is i, I think the the model i saw earlier this week has washington inside the number the spread somewhere like 30 14 depending on where you're getting it is that a you know Oregon's past secondary not great not elite Washington can sling it just what are the numbers saying how you feel about the matchup this weekend yeah I mean that's the biggest thing is Oregon's past defense you know obviously Georgia was perfect and that kind of doomed them to having pretty bad numbers for a while but it's been a while since that Georgia game and, and Oregon's past defense numbers are still really bad so you know considering what we've seen from Washington for a good per, uh, percentage of the year not necessarily last week but a good percentage of the year um, that's obviously problematic. That Washington's sixth in passing success rate. Oregon's defense is 107th. You know, that's that's not great. Now, I mean, Washington's defense is bad, uh, so that's why Oregon's favored to win. Oregon, you know, for for everything we can talk about on the Washington side, Oregon's first in rushing success rate, and Washington's defense is 90th. Oregon's first in passing success rate, and Washington's defense is 99th. So um, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it, it's clear who has more of the matchup advantages, but uh, they do have to deal with what has still been on average a very, very good Washington passing game. Who is the committee going to piss off tonight, Bill, in your estimation? And <laughs> and is the, does the Pac-12 still have a path here? UCLA, USC, and, and Oregon all have one loss. I, I, do you hold anything against any one of those programs? Pac-12 still got a shot here? Well, Pac-12 still has a shot. Obviously, I think the keys tonight are where do Tennessee and LSU rank? How far does Tennessee fall, and how high does LSU rise? That's going to tell us a lot about – there's still many paths here. And so, yeah, the Pac-12 is definitely not out of it, but that's going to tell us – that'll give us a sense of of the odds of how realistic it it might be. Because, I mean, Oregon – maybe Oregon's biggest problem right now is Tennessee's probably going to win out. Um, You know, they've – cleared most of their hurdles they that that back-to-back lsu alabama stretch has clinched that they're going to have a great resume and they as as much as georgia felt like they were dominating that game on saturday they lost by 14 and oregon lost by 46 and that's going to be a major problem for oregon uh, if they're the ones that went out here but that doesn't mean it's impossible um you know first of all you know, they're going to have some good wins themselves if they get to 12 and one. They'll, you know, obviously, you know, the schedule is just now picking up for them, and and they've got a lot of uh, you know good defenses coming at them now, better than they've really faced since Georgia. Uh, but they'll have beaten Utah. They'll have beaten Washington for whatever that means. They're kind of borderline ranked. Uh, they'll have beaten a USC type 
uh, in the Pac-12 championship. They're going to have a solid resume. We're just I'm real curious about that second SEC spot, whether it's Tennessee or LSU. LSU was five. I, I created for this morning, I created a, uh, what amounts to kind of a BCS-ish formula based yeah. on you know my stuff and resume rankings and, and poll averages. And basically last week, LSU was the outlier. There were five uh, spots ahead of where they probably should have been in the CFP rankings. And now that they've beaten Bama, what exactly does that mean for tonight? That's going to be uh, kind of the most infuriating potential right there, I think, is LSU hopping over some one-loss teams, despite the fact that they still have two, and, and one of them was a pretty bad one. So <laughs> that's what I'm most curious about, and, and I think the pac is fatal. We'll, we'll learn a lot about it just from those two questions. Wait a minute, Bill. I'm already getting angry just even thinking about wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Bill, Bill, we're, we're, we're really wondering aloud what the committee's going to do with SEC teams? Are we really wondering aloud? Like, I think we know what they're going to do, well, right? It, it, it is funny, though. Um, last week, like the, one, the two biggest outliers last week were LSU. They were, they were five spots higher than they should have been, and Tennessee mm-hmm. was two spots higher than they should have been, but at the expense of Georgia. So the teams <laughs> right. that got kind of screwed the most in what I did were Georgia and then like Utah and UCLA, which feels very, you know, right, I guess. Right. I love reading, Bill. Uh, last one for you. I love reading your your box score threads and going over. I think my favorite one all year was the Miami Virginia Tech game. I that was why was that your favorite? I was one? laughing my ass off reading that. <laughs> not gonna lie, uh, I haven't had the chance, so I missed the Oregon State Washington one that you. I don't know if you, I'm assuming you put that out, but uh, last one yeah. for you on our end. We're we're up against it, but is like we've analyzed it. We're not analytical nerds, but we've analyzed it as good team. They don't have a quarterback. Is is it as simple as that with Oregon State? Yeah, I mean that's certainly been an issue. The passing game has been a problem. The run game worked, you know, worked perfectly well against Washington the other day. It, it was a really strange missed opportunity for Oregon overall. They won the success rate battle massively. They were they moved the ball far more consistently than Washington did. Washington did. They won the field position battle pretty well, and they got a pick six. They uh, they really should have been up about three touchdowns at halftime. But once they weren't, you know, those early what turnovers on downs, I guess, on in the red zone. Once that didn't happen, Washington was the better team in the second half. And, yeah, and yeah Oregon's kind of one-dimensionality, I guess you could say, on offense uh, backfired a little bit. Yeah, I'm hurting, Bill. You should just come together with me, and we should make a collective NIL. Let's get a quarterback at Oregon State. Huh? I think you and I will both benefit from that. <laughs> Use that SP Plus money. Yeah, as long Let's as go. included in this as well, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I love it. Bill Connolly, give him a follow on Twitter, at ESPN underscore Bill C. He's one of our favorite great college football writer for ESPN. Go check out his piece, too, from a few years back about November football. I love reading that uh, when you put that out on Twitter. Thanks as always, Bill. We appreciate the time and hopefully we can do it again soon. Sounds good. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T Mobile.com. 